Launched his company uh, back uh, in 2011, now at 17 people based in Vancouver, helping events more effectively manage and fill their events and remarket to fans to keep them engaged over the long term, serving about 250 customers, paying a grand-ish per month, so 250 grand per month right now on a revenue. That's about 80% pure SaaS, and then about 20% is some ad spend uh, fees there. Less than 5% gross churn annually. That's on a revenue basis, paying about three to five grand to acquire a customer, getting that back in under six months. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Darshan Kaler. He is uh, the CEO and founder behind a company called Tradable Bits, which helps music and sports brands know their fans and marketers uh, and market smarter. Their fan data platform is built for one purpose, to create the best possible fan experience. Music festivals and sports teams trust them to collect, analyze, and activate their fan data at scale, increasing ROI with automated personalization. Darshan, are you ready to take us to the top? All right. Sounds All right. good. All right. So tell us more about what the company does and, and how do you price this thing? How do you make money? Well, first of all, um, its uh, its main purpose in life is to really understand the fans that actually go through to uh, sporting games or go to a festival or a concert. Um, we all know that uh, each individual person that comes to a, a given event uh, has multiple different reasons, uh, right down to the affinity of the artist, meaning that they like the artist, that's why they're going. To um, you know, to a group uh, activity, where a group of friends coming together to enjoy uh, a moment in time. But bottom line, um, for a lot of people uh, that you, that are in the entertainment industry, um, you know, they're all about trying to make sure that they get the best experience. But in the end, in the digital world, when you're trying to do advertising, it becomes a much harder struggle to make sure that uh, one awareness on the particular event that's happening, uh, and then also trying to maximize your advertising budget uh, so that you can get into a scenario where you're reaching the right audience for a given type of event. So our platform uh, does uh, all of those things to ensure that um, the fan experience, uh, you're getting ads that are more appropriate to you, for example, uh, all the way down to a communication basis where uh, informing you of uh, certain activities and events that may happen within your neighborhood. So Darshan, uh, who are, who are you, you charging, the company, the event organizer, or the attendees, the fans? Uh, this is actually tied to the promoter. So in this case, uh, our clients are going to be like the uh, companies like the Live Nations of the world, uh, Ticketmaster, um, or right down to uh, a potential artist that's trying to roll out their new album and, and things like that tied to a label. And how do you uh, how do you price to them? Is it is it number of attendees predicted? Is it a pure play SaaS model, fixed fee? What is it? It is a SaaS model. Uh, it's Again, it's a long-term play. It's not necessarily, uh, oh, I'm going to do one campaign with you and then run with that. 
so we do a, a, an integration with the ticketing uh, vendor of choice, whether it be Eventbrite, Ticketmaster, or Frontgate, whichever whichever models. Um, uh, and then we then integrate that also as part of your enterprise. So typically, most people that are going to be buying this thing is not a consumer base. Uh, it's a B two B, so it's a you know this is a business to business transaction. Yeah. Uh, uh, providing certainly our platform provides services onto the consumer basis. Um, so when so Dershawn, g- give me sorry, give me an example, right? So so all these companies are paying you, whether it's a small artist or Live Nation. On average, though, if I force you to give me an average, what's the average customer paying you per year to do and use the platform? Uh, it's going to range between uh, a starting point of $15,000 a year all the way up, depending on the l- volume of uh, data that we're going to be uh, providing services to. Measured by what? Number of events, number of attendees? How do you measure the data? Uh, data is tied to uh, individual uh, fan records. So for us, for example, you as an individual is one potential fan record ID. However, you might have an Instagram account, you might have a Facebook account, you might have a LinkedIn account. All of those things are different personas of yourself. You're still considered on our platform as one fan record. Okay, got it. So minimum is 15 grand. I mean, is that an accurate average though, or is your average much higher than that? No, that's about a a good starting point. Okay. Um, And give me more of the backspace here. Were you at like an EDM concert, rocking and rolling, you know, sniffing all kinds of crazy things? And you said, you know what? I got to create a fan engagement platform. Like, how'd you launch this thing? That's a a great uh, question. So uh, prior to starting Tradable Bits, I was the uh, uh, director of Olympic services uh, during the uh, winter 2010 uh, Vancouver Winter Olympics. Um, and, uh, as part of my mandate was to deliver flawless games and, and, um, and it was really interesting to see media competing with the mom and pop, uh, down on the bottom of the hill where they're sending a tweet of the, uh, time and uh, awesomeness of that activity. Uh, and then NBC going, guys, we have to compete now in real time. So these photos and images need to be up on our website as fast as they go on to Facebook or Twitter. So uh, that really dawned on me as something, the unique change in our industry where everybody is an editor, uh, an opportunity to engage in in the world. Um, And what shocked me the most was that people didn't really understand uh, an individual who was on Twitter may be different than they are on Facebook and certainly different than they are on LinkedIn, Um, but it's still the same person. And so then we came up with a with a model of understanding social media and in the enterprise world. Interesting. So <clears throat> what year would that have been? Year one? Year one would have been 2011 when we first rolled out our suite of apps. Okay. Uh, it was and really, how, it was, how many people are yet today? Uh, well, the engagement platform, if we go and take a look at it, uh, we've gone through a lot of different uh, ebbs and turn in the technology. So when we first rolled out Tradable Bits in 2011 was to really understand social media. So we actually gave the platform for free. Yeah, Darshan, uh, sorry, what's your team size today? Oh, team size, uh, we're over 17 people. Okay. And we're adding more people. From and all in Vancouver? All in Vancouver. Okay, so now go back to the question I think you were answering, which is what have you scaled to in terms of total customers? Yeah, so the, you have to take a look at it from an engagement perspective. So total customers for us, uh, you know, for example, if, if we have a, a live nation, uh, that's one company, but they may have multiple different uh, events, concerts, and so on. So there's you know hundreds, if not thousands, of activities. Um, so we have to look at it from engaged audience. Uh, so today, you know, we're we're about uh, um, on an active basis over 20 million engaged audiences on a yearly basis. 
Okay, but price that out. So what I'm trying to do is price that out. So I mean, when you say an account pays you on average 15 grand a year, right? Is like, I mean, do, do you include Live Nation as one customer in that scenario, or you break them down into the 30 different events that they run? Yeah, they might. They might depending on the uh, <clears throat> engagement component, it might change. So if we're looking at actual, let's let's take a look at companies. Uh, by entity, you know, we're about 250 different companies okay. that we deal with. Got it. And that is, that's including the Live Nation all the way down to the solo artist that wants to use you for three events a year. Correct. Okay, got it. Now, can I, so, I mean, can I multiply 250 times, you know, $15,000 ACV, assuming you're doing about 300 grand per month right now in revenue? Well, it, it changes from month per month, but yeah, you can, you can go between anywhere between, you know, 200 to 300. Okay. Well, and why does it, I mean, most SaaS revenue is very predictable. Why is yours changed month to month? Yeah, great question. So we do um, audience targeting as well for ads and so on. So in some cases, uh, depending on the time of the year, uh, there might be more ads and we take a, a percentage fee associated with those things. I see. I see. Okay. And what percent of your revenue is that versus a pure play SaaS model? It's about 20%. Okay, so it's not, okay, so you're mainly a SaaS model. Yeah, yeah, it's insignificant compared to the overall. So, I mean, is it fair to say if, I mean, pure SaaS, you're around 200 grand per month right now in revenue, and then you make another 50 grand-ish per month on paid stuff, paid ad optimization. Yeah, it goes up and down, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably very seasonal. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And what's growth look like? I mean, are you doubling year over year? Yeah, so we're growing 50% year, year over year. Okay, fifty. Okay, so fifty percent. So about a year ago, call it you were doing, you know, maybe one thirty-ish per month, pure play SaaS. Yeah, and it changes. So, so from our perspective, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's interesting now that we're in the uh, millions uh, in revenue. Uh, you know, growing from hundreds of thousands of revenue to millions is uh, significantly Harder. different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So over the past twelve months, what'd you do? Like, like, like two, 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 three, uh, something uh, like that. Uh, well, at this point, uh, uh, I mean, we're looking at growth or we're looking at... No, no, just at, total uh, revenue over the past 12 months. It was, what, two and a half, something uh, like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then what do you think you'll do this year? Uh, you know, depending on... Um, right now, we're just focusing on North America, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, you know, we are taking a look at potentially uh, going south, South America and Europe. Uh, we haven't decided whether we're going to go that route, but if we do, then... Yeah, then that's going to generate some other significant income. But mm-hmm. for now, it'll be between, you know, I'd say targeting to about, uh, you know, two to three million uh, in growth. Okay, so that would be on top of the three you're currently doing. So ho- hopefully hitting five million in re- total revenue, something like that. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, two to three million in total uh, that we want to try to attain. Uh, so the growth every year, 50%, we've been doing in the last three years. It's harder to do when you're starting to get to two to three million. Yeah, Darshan, sorry, just to be clear though, if in the past 12 months you've done two and a half million bucks and you're saying over the next 12 months you want to do between two and three million, that's not growth, that's flat. Uh, yes, yeah, flat from that perspective. Right now, if we don't go into Europe. Got it. So you don't think you can drive growth if you just stay in North America? At this point, uh, uh, we haven't seen the uh, growth capacity because once we start signing up some large accounts, uh, it's more about trying to get their sub accounts and inside in there. So, for example, if we sign up uh, uh, a company like a, a, a Live Nation, there's multiple different events underneath there, and so they're cyclical. So, at that point, if we get them in at a particular time frame, we might not get them again the following year. Yeah, interesting. Right? Right? Are you, so, have you bootstrapped the thing or raised capital? We raised zero dollars. That's a that's a nice place to be. Congratulations. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so we've never raised any money, uh, and uh, you know, at this point, it's all organic growth uh, through word of mouth. Tell me about churn. Churn uh, is more on tied to the refocus. So in the last year, a year and a half, we focused exclusively on uh, sports and music, um, and so we did have uh, you know uh, companies that are tied to. Um, tourism uh, and things like that that we've slowly said goodbye to because so how much model, total revenue churn has has there been with the model change? Uh, no, a small amount. I would say I'd say about five uh, percent. Okay, five. Okay, annually. Annually. Yeah. And does your expansion revenue across the fit, you know, the customers you're going more after now, more than make up that five percent? So that net growth is there or no? Oh yeah, no. We 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 are growing every month. Uh, and so the churn is not something that uh, is impacting us. So, at all. do you know what net revenue retention is? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, if we're taking a look, at this point, we're just focusing on music, right? Music and sports. Uh, the uh, the retention on on that side is, I would say, or churn, I should say, uh, is probably less than one percent because it, it's it's not like it's a very sticky product. So once it gets deployed inside the enterprise world, uh, it's very difficult to remove. What are you spending to acquire these customers? What's CAC? So the spend is predominantly tied to events. Uh, we don't do a lot of digital advertising. Uh, we go through and inform a lot of our clients through those those scenarios. So cost for acquisition can range between you know three to five thousand, um, and uh, and from that perspective. Uh, you know, we're pretty strategic about which events we go to. Yeah, and if you're making a grand or two grand per month from customer, it means you're getting paid back in two to three months, right? Pretty well, yeah. Uh, on average, uh, depending on which events that we go to, some are more expensive to a, you know to sponsor. Um, but in, in most cases, uh, we get those return at least within uh, six months. Six months, okay, good. And then what do you, su- you know, this is hard, but what do you assume these customers are worth to you over their lifetime? Uh, I would say each customer is uh, within, let, let's take a look at the last three years of most of our customers that have been on the platform. Um, you know, a lifetime is going to be between 50 to 60 grand in, in, th- in a three year window. Okay. Interesting. Um, interesting. And folks you're signing up now, is that kind of what you're using for forecasting? You think 50, 60 grand lifetime value, which means call it three, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty well our, our overall view. Uh, I mean, we, we get to, if we get a large account, it might be much larger than that, mind you. Uh, we might attain you know three to four times the size of value. Yep, yep. Interesting. All right, let's wrap up here, Deshaun, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, uh, don't make me think. Uh, so that's that, it, it, that's the basis of everything that we do. That's good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Well, uh, Bill Gates has always been another uh, uh, an individual I like to follow. Number he's th- no longer. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Uh, the best online tool for building a business, uh, believe it or not, is uh, Google Suite products. Yep. N- <laughs> number number four, Darshan. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? If I'm lucky, five. And what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? I have kids and married. How many kids? I have three kids. Wow, three. Okay, and how old are you? I am now 48. 48, okay. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, let's see. Uh, the fact <laughs> that uh, by the time you reach 40, you get old very fast. <laughs> so <laughs> make sure you are, uh, you know, you're, you're good with your body. 
in your 20s. Start early, be good with your body uh, from from Darshan. Launched his company uh, back uh, in 2011, now at 17 people based in Vancouver, helping events more effectively manage and fill their events and remarket to fans to keep them engaged over the long term, serving about 250 customers, paying a grand-ish per month, so 250 grand per month right now on a revenue. That's about 80% pure SaaS, and then about 20% is some ad spend uh, fees there, less than 5% gross churn annually. That's on a revenue basis, paying about three to five grand to acquire a customer, getting that back in under six months. Darshan, thank you for taking us to the top. All right. Thank you.